Hello and welcome to What's Wrong With You, the show that had the working title Friends With Disability Benefits. <laughs> I'm Pete Selwood and as ever I'm joined by regular panellist Don Biswas. Hello. And Lawrence Clark. Hey. How do you think the series is going so far, lads? Silence I'm not really straight. sure. So just on the side, I've recorded a rival disability panel show, yeah. <laughs> just in case this one doesn't work out. So I'm very confident. <laughs> How do you think it's going, Lawrence? All right? Yeah, the producer asked me after the last one how it's going. I said, all right. And his face just fell. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we need to be a bit more upbeat. Upbeat, yeah. I, don't, I haven't got the accent for upbeat. <laughs> I've got the accent of like a Ken Loach film. It doesn't really <laughs> <help>. <laughs> uh, So this time around, we're talking about portrayal of people with disabilities. Are there enough people on TV and in film? Do we ever hear any positive stories about people with disabilities in the papers that don't have that kind of all-good-for-them mentality? With us today are 2017's Jewish Comedian of the Year, as seen on the stand-up sketch show, Aaron Simmons. Hello. And bronze medal winning Paralympian and Commonwealth gold table tennis player, Jack Hunter Spivey. So, Aaron, what's wrong with you? I have so many things, but according to my ex-girlfriend, it's that eight Marvel posters that I have in my flat. But for the premise of this podcast slash radio show, cerebral palsy is my main disability. What are the eight? Six Infinity War posters that are all linked to each other, and then I've got an Iron Man one and an Avengers. Are you uh, still together? Avengers. No. That's why I said <laughs> And Jack, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I'm part of the same group, cerebral palsy crew. Uh, I don't have any Marvel posters, my fault. Yeah. The CPC, yeah, I, I was going to suggest it. we high-five, but that is not going to work, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Coordination is not our strong point, lads, I think. So, obviously, like, we're going to talk about portrayal today. I guess, like, Jack's obviously, like, Paralympian on the telly. Like, do you find that you are portrayed... Do you think you're taken seriously enough as a sports person, or do you think there is a bit when we put the Paralympics on of kind of, like, oh, aren't they doing well? Yeah, I think it's probably from both perspectives. I think, for me, like... I do have a bit of a backstory and I talk about mental health and all that sort of stuff. So some people do call me inspirational. Equally, I would like to just be a good tennis player. So there is that sort of difference in what we're doing. The Commonwealth Games is good because we were the able-bodied and the disabled teams put together. So it didn't feel as like inspirational, if that makes sense, being in the Commonwealth Games. But I'll take any TV time, lad, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there anything in particular that winds you up about like the sports coverage? Yeah, I think a lot of it actually is, A, you just have like two sports that get coverage most of the time. Hopefully that'll be tilted as soon. I'll be the face of it on the radio, <laughs> yeah. on the radio show. But I th yeah, I think one thing that winds me up is just the, the whole inspirational aspect of it. I think that can be a little bit frustrating as someone who's, who's worked your whole life to be a professional athlete and then they just dwell on the fact that you can't walk that much. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bit frustrating, so, yeah. Lawrence, you were part of actually a documentary was it a good or bad portrayal of disability, in, in your opinion? It was seven months of hell. <laughs> <laughs> it was. My wife was pregnant, which was kind of the focus of the documentary. And we were having our house knocked down and rebuilt in order to create room yeah. for another person. 
And then it's a visible that you've got a camera in your face. <laughs> um, three days a week for seven months. Wow. Asking you how you feel. Twenty-five <laughs> minutes. And then um, everywhere you go, you, you'll follow. See, you're going to have to explain to your mates if you go for a drink or meal. By the way, <laughs> that person in the corner pointing a camera at us is actually recording us. And then when it went out at the very last minute, they decided to change the title to We Won't Drop the Baby, which, yeah, <laughs> I'll never do it again, put it that way. Yeah. So were there, like, when, you, obviously, you signed on to it, were there, like, certain assurances that you'd been given at the start, or was it a case of they changed, like, the goalposts halfway through? It, it was more because at the time, I was a younger, probably more ambitious than the kind of desperate to use my ability to appropriate in order to further my career, you know, in hindsight, don't you? Can I just say, you say you were younger and ambitious back then, so you're just doing this podcast because you've given up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we're all doing. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. No, 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 we're upbeat and we're... No, it's going great, dog. <laughs> <laughs> For the purposes of the tape, the producer is looking and wants us <laughs> to get a second series. Yeah. Keep it upbeat, guys. So, Don, do you think do you think there's enough disabled people like you see regularly on telly, or do you think it's always like it always has to be something like the entire program is about disability? We don't just see disabled people just in general roles. Is it just always? Rosie Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to admit something, that there's no such thing as Don Biswas, and this is Daniel Day-Lewis playing a, a Don Biswas, a dyspraxagazing <laughs> character. <laughs> because uh, we couldn't have find enough disabled comedians out there, so... <laughs> but... I did what he blacks up, really. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's a pretty good job, isn't it? Pretty good job. But speaking truthfully, there... Apart from one guy on Doctor Who, there's no portrayal of dyspraxic people on television, and I think there needs to be more. If there is, I'm available for the work. Yeah. So. And how do you feel about that portrayal of Doctor Who? Because I kind of think it's quite... I, I, I have so much dyspraxia, actually, as well. So I'm kind of familiar with some of the traits. I didn't really see them in Doctor Who in that... His main thing was he couldn't ride Yay. the bike. <laughs> <laughs> but then when the story demanded he could shoot a gun really <laughs> accurately. So just a quick question for Lawrence. Is your son dyspraxic because you dropped the baby? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the CP, if you want to do that. That's the brain damage. My <laughs> wife will kill me. So I guess that's a good one. So Aaron, would you, when was the last time you'd say you saw a positive portrayal of your disability on the TV that I mean, wasn't like a documentary? See, it's interesting because we talked about the Paralympics and I think the thing for me that upsets me most about the portrayal 
is you're either put into one box or the other. Either mm. that you're a Paralympian and you're amazing and you're superhuman and isn't it great that they're doing their thing, or you're this sort of person that can't feed or clothe themselves. And like, yeah, it, and it's those are the only two options that you have. And it's just the thing that I would like to see most is just a disabled person getting on with their lives or a sitcom about a disabled person where the show is not about yeah. their disability yeah, but exactly. it's about their work or their love life or whatever it is that is way more important to me because disabled people are just humans and there's just yeah. sort of weird that we get lumped into this thing of okay but if they're disabled we mm. need to talk about it because well i'm autistic i'm superhuman so. exactly yes <laughs> And he said that to me 648 days ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange because you don't, you don't see it on necessarily adult TV, but if, mm. if, I don't know, I watch kids' TV because I have a child. Okay, I'm glad you clarified that. I don't just sit there on my own and go, oh, I just love Mr. Tumble. Yeah. But like, you get so much more good representation on kids' TV than you do in adult TV. Like, and it's never mentioned. It's just this child has a disability. Yeah. And that is it. It's okay. never mentioned or referenced or anything like that. It happens in real life because as soon as you're 18, there's no adult support services for anyone with neurodiversities, autism, dyspraxia. And there is this term vulnerable adult. Most of my friends, including myself at one point in life, needed a support worker to help us, just to guide us. And there's nothing like that. It's just all geared towards parents and their children. And yeah. I think that needs to change. I will say, I, I was bigging up kids' TV then, but also a few years ago, there was a girl with one hand on and she got loads of complaints because was, she was scaring their children. Oh, wow. Which is mad, really, because like, it's the same generation that call everyone woke, but yeah. I now can't deal with the fact that there's a one-handed woman on CBeebies. Like in the 90s, there wasn't a one-handed man jumping out at people. Mm. And that was literally Saturday night TV. Yeah. <laughs> in Jerry Beetle. Yeah, yeah. And well, then... This is nothing to do with anything, but you just reminded me of it. When we were young, my brother was scared of the two Ronnies. Because <laughs> 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 the two Ronnies used to have a sketch called the Phantom Raspberry Blower. <laughs> and it was basically a man with a white face, black back, and he would jump out at people and blow a raspberry. And to my brother, that was the height of horror. <laughs> to the point where I would sneak up behind him and go... scared. So, Jack, would you say you have a favourite or least favourite character, maybe in, like, TV or film that you've seen that's, like, representing, like, a disability? I don't think I have, and that probably says a lot, doesn't it, for the portrayal of disabled people. Yeah. What I'm after, really, is a heartthrob role in one of the uh, the films. I reckon I'll be a, even a good buttons in pantomime. I reckon I've got that in me, so can we have a, I mean, not me. Cause this I'm, isn't just you I'm, I'm doing ugly. your CV yeah. to try and I can only do it on radio, if that's the problem. If I do it on TV, they'll find me out. Yeah. So it, it does seem to be generally just Daniel Day-Lewis yeah. as a limp. And yeah. everyone goes, oh, God, that's incredible, isn't hello, it? Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think as well, like, the betrayal is always that sort of Molly Coddling aspect of always disabled and he goes through. And even growing up, I was watching Glee and was made up that the guy was in a wheelchair late to find out he's not in a wheelchair at all. So Is he not? No, he's not. no, no. He's 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 not. Was. They, have a, they have a dream yeah. sequence episode where yeah. he walks and everything. I'm just trying to think of, I can't think of any film where I, th where I thought, oh, that's a real good representation yeah, yeah, yeah. of disability. The, the, the closest I got to it, because uh, I was mentioned, like, the fact that we're not... You very rarely see disabled people portrayed as anything other than 
really sad and can't do anything, or yeah. inspirational yeah. Paralympians. I watched a film, came out in 2006, it's called The X, it starred Zach Braff uh, <laughs> from Scrubs and Jason Bateman from Jason Bateman. He's an to being this the Zach yeah. Braff that yeah, we're exactly. <laughs> Zach Braff from Big Zach Braff. Anyway, so the premise is it's called The X, and it's Zach Braff has a generic wife, and Jason Bateman is the ex boyfriend of Zach Braff's now wife, and he's in a wheelchair, and he's a bit of a piece of work, right? And I was like, oh my God, we finally got a genuine yeah. human being, villain who's in a wheelchair. And it turns out that he's not disabled. He's just pretending to be because he gets a lot of sympathy for being in a wheelchair. And so at the end of that, he gets found out that he's just able-bodied, pretending to be in a wheelchair. And Zach Brath's wife thought, said, do you really think I was going to pick you over my husband just because you were pretending to be in a wheelchair? And then I haven't watched this since the mid-2000s. So I went on Wikipedia before, and I completely forgot the end of the movie is that he gets hit by a bus. <laughs> yeah, wow. dark, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> so, like, the premise of it is if you pretend to be in a wheelchair, you will end up in a wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> as your comeuppance. Is that, that the name of the film as well? <laughs> yeah, it's called comeuppance. Basically, that's the best we ever get. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's all we get. I'm, yeah. I, can't, I can't think of any in particular. Can anyone think about any film? Yeah. Where you've got, I mean, like, Peanut Butter Falcon, I don't know if anyone's seen that. That's quite that's good. That's brilliant, that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you another one that's just come to my mind. It features a really disabled, famous actor, The Rock. Um, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> where he's like running where around he's got, the end got Yeah, leg. so yeah, yeah. Skyscraper is basically diehard in a skyscraper, but rubbish. It stars The Rock, and it, the character that he's playing is The Rock, but with one leg. It barely ever mentions it, apart from like one point, like an hour in, where he throws his leg to stop an automatic door shutting. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's one of the best, worst movies I've ever seen. The Rock plays a guy with, with one leg, and there's a one point where he's running across a crane being shot at, and he jumps from the crane to the skyscraper to get into the skyscraper that's on fire in order to save his family, because he's The Rock, and doesn't even have a limp. He <laughs> um, just does it absolutely no problem at all. Jumps from the crane to the, the skyscraper, no problemo. I tell you this, one point he's dangling on the skyscraper from a bit of rope on his fake leg and he comes out of the leg and he manages to flip round and catch his own leg <laughs> with his hands and then manages to climb back into the building. That is the kind of representation I want. And, <laughs> but it, is ha it does happen to be the rock. You are listening to the Aaron Simmons Explains Terrible Films from the Noughties <laughs> <Yeah>. 2010 <laughs> podcast. I've always wanted a podcast. <laughs> it's, it, 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 got one. it is hard to think of, like, I can't think of, like, any representation I've had. Like, Captain Hook is literally it. Yeah, when I was a kid, I, I thought, so, like, because mm. that's the only person I ever saw on TV, I was kind of on his side. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Peter, mate, you're, like, 30, grow the fuck up. But my least favourite podcast, is the hunchback doctor down me by a famous animation company that <laughs> will be nameless because allegedly there's an urban myth that when they made the first cut of the film, the clever twist at the end was that Quasimodo ended up with Esmeralda, and when said alleged company D 
did as queerings. They found the audiences didn't like her ending up <laughs> with the disabled person. And they remade the ending. And if you watch it, Esmeralda ends up with a handsome prince. And the final shot is Quasimodo hugging a small child, a little girl, who then pats him on the head. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) I I like the fact that Disney are remaking Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and they've gone, yeah, but we're going to make it really, like, progressive. How are you going to do that? Oh, Snow White's going to be Latina. Still got dwarfs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, still got seven, yeah. All seven, mate. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't um, Peter Dinklage complaining about that, about uh, having those dwarfs in the film? And I really get that. If you know Peter Dinklage has got dwarfism in his Games of Thrones, but still, I think you, th- these people are going to miss out on acting jobs, aren't they, either way? So. Did you notice that when they remade Charlie and the Chocolate Factory... They saved money on the Umpa Lumpers mm. by getting the one actor called Deep Roy to play every single Umpa Lumpers. <laughs> 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 I hope he got paid well. Yeah, yeah. Each role. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't actually save them any money because every time he got a new role, he asked for 10% more. Yeah. <laughs> Just adds up really quickly. So, Jack, would you say, like, people with disabilities are getting more coverage, let's say, over the last 10 years? Yeah, I think so. Especially after London 2012 Paralympics, that did help. Yeah. Getting people more on the forefront of the telly. Seeing Ellie Simmons now on Strictly, which is really good. And we've had Johnny Peacock and Will Bailey and people like that on Strictly. Mm. I think it's definitely getting better. Could get could get up there as well. And I, as we just talked about them, playing non-disabled roles would be, would be the dream, wouldn't it? But yeah, yeah. In terms of like sports punditry, do you, are you annoyed that they only go with a certain little group? And are you annoyed that you don't get more work? Or? Are you having to go with the swimmers again, the little group? Are you? I'm not having to go. So I'm just saying. <laughs> not, not I'm just saying that you know, aid appetite can't do everything. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just give aid the old call and go, aid every four years. We need you. Yeah. No, I get, I get what you mean. No, I think we definitely could uh, could make it better. But I think it is getting there, and it's on the on the up as well. And I guess like the problem with I say you mentioned Ellie Simmons there, like when when they go on strictly. Mm. It, you essentially have to accept that you sign on, but you have to accept there is going to be some abuse. It's not nice, but it's yeah, like, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know how. Like you say, you've got you've had friends who've mm. done it. As yeah, well. yeah. So like how how do they process that and know that on the first episode, someone will message them on social media. There will be some kind of backlash to it. Yeah, I think my, one of my best mates, Will Bailey, did Strictly a few years ago, and uh, I had a conversation with him before, and he was like, look, I'm going to get dog's abuse online here, but I'm getting paid a few bobs, so I'm going to have to deal with it. And we, we shouldn't have to deal with it, and it turns no. out the first troll he had online didn't say about anything disabilities because the outfit he was wearing looked a bit like Peter Kay in the Amarillo sketch. <laughs> <laughs> so we just had loads of pe- pictures of Peter Kay getting tweeted at him all the time. <laughs> What's the worst that you've seen? Like, Because obviously, I, I feel like a lot of actors try to basically go for, do you know what? If I play someone who's not too disabled, I might get an Oscar. Oh. What would you say is the worst one? Personally for me, Sean Penn, I am Sam. I'll throw that out there. Um, um, for me, it's after Daniel Radcliffe in the play The Cripple of Inishman because I have the quote here, the Irish Times, he said, 
Radcliffe had chosen to play the role as a man with cerebral palsy. He says it has been amazing to learn the mechanics and what causes it. I recommend that you watch the documentary, We Won't Drop the Baby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Radcliffe's still my part. <laughs> I could have taken triple Billy. <laughs> the weird thing is, uh, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe is dyspraxic and he hardly ever mentions it, and he's someone who's a genuine A-lister who could help the cause. So. Yeah. The uh, next part I get, I'm going to play it as a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought genuinely you were just going to read a review there that was just slagging Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> I googled it. I, I found a photo of him basically doing my... my <laughs> it's a really weird, weird thing to look at on the internet. But do we, what, what do we think like, as a group, though? Do we, do we think that this this should never happen, like someone playing that, or, or are we like a bit more, as long as it's done in a, a well-researched kind of way, what do you think, Aaron? I mean, Aaron? it's a difficult one. Obviously, in, a, in an ideal world, you wouldn't have non-disabled actors playing disabled roles, but at the same time, I think the ultimate goal would be that instead of going, in, well, let's make sure all of the disabled actors play all the disabled roles, why not have it that a disabled person can just play a role yeah. where, like, yeah. where in the, you know, breakdown of the character, instead of them saying, oh, they can be any race or any gender, why not any level of disability? Why does that have to be yeah. such a fundamental difference yeah. to yeah. a character and so, change their storyline? So That's a much bigger thing. Yeah, As right. I said, I could play Buttons in Cinderella if anyone <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm available. I live, in, I, live in, I live in Yorkshire, but willing to travel. Yeah. Personally, a disabled person should play that role, and this is coming from Daniel Day-Lewis playing a dyspraxic <laughs> agent. <laughs> so... I, I, I think until, until there's a level playing field, mm. yeah. Yeah. disabled guy should be playing disabled roles. Yeah. I'll go around the table so you, you have the opportunity to play someone in a film with your disability. Who are you playing in that film? Because literally I'm waiting for the, the life and times of Jeremy Beadle. It seems like some, <laughs> it seems like some of the ITV would do for like New Year's Eve or something. <laughs> Well, you could play Abu Hamza. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, we're not all allowed to black up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be literally just people throwing at me going, I'll tell you what else hasn't got an hand. <laughs> Abu Hamza, Hook or Jeremy Beadle. <laughs> Pete, can I ask a question? Is it who do you think you should play or who do you want to play? I'll have or either. Who, okay, fine. I still need to think about it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to take this answer, I'm going to be honest, too seriously. Oh, okay. Because I, I could, I could do the second half of 127 hours. <laughs> <laughs> that hole's got a bit bigger yeah, over yeah, the yeah. end. <laughs> but it'd be funny if, like, the first half was still just James Franco, <laughs> and then suddenly it looks like me in the second half. Oh, he's had a long time in the sun. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, how's he put on weight? <laughs> he's got a northern accent. Yeah. Yeah. No one got an answer. No one uh, reckon. 
Surely, some, uh, yeah, anyone. I'm, I'm going to go with Stephen Hawkins and the because uh, he had two affairs. That man was balling. I swear yeah, yeah, he yeah. was getting all of it. So people I'll... forget what a shagger Hawkins was. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it you know, happens if you're a big, big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Forget yeah. all these books or whatever, you know. But he's on the Simpsons. He's putting it away. Yeah, he, he, he definitely must have had of his day. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you I, think of? Uh, he has been played. Who was it? Is it uh, it's, uh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne? Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyone have an opinion on that? I think I'll admit I haven't seen the film. That one's difficult because I think because it was degenerative, like he had yeah, to yeah, play yeah. the whole role. So that one's maybe a little bit different. I think that is, and we've just had two examples there. We've proved that like if it is something that changes, yeah, it's very hard yeah. to have someone yeah, do yeah. both. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you I was thinking I could play the role of Christopher Reeve in the in the second half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it wouldn't be as it wouldn't be as fun. So um, we're all just doing it when people's lives yeah. went a bit worse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's when we take over. The acting gets yeah. significant. You can't be like an, you can't be disabled and play the able body parts. You'd be like a puppet on a string, just like trying to do the, the walking scenes when you're in a wheelchair. You've got to yeah, wait yeah, till yeah. they do it. <laughs> I'd just like Daniel Radcliffe to play me because that's the only dyspraxic actor I can think of. Yeah. Or it could be Lawrence Clark playing Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Pretending to be a boy wizard. <laughs> 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 just a badly marked lightning <laughs> thing on your forehead. Don't drop the wizard. <laughs> so at this point, we've come to the part of the show where I give everyone a hypothetical situation and ask them to tell us basically how they'd respond. So uh, we'll start with... So someone questions the degree of your disability. I'm going to go to... I'm going to guess Dom probably gets this yeah. more than anyone else. There's, no, there's nothing I can do about it unless I carry my actual diagnosis around with me all the time. But the weird thing is, when I got diagnosed with dyspraxia, I lost my report. <laughs> and, <laughs> and generally, true story, I phoned them up and asked them how dyspraxic I was. I've lost the report, and they lost it as well. So. <laughs> To get another diagnosis is going to cost about £100, unless you want to wait five years on a waiting list, but I've got ADHD, so... So what happens in that situation, when, when like people question it, what is your general response? Or do you just go, yeah, sound, whatever, like, you just don't acknowledge it? There's not much you could do, I could just say, it's like, there, there is a such thing as a hidden disability, and that's, that, that's really annoying, because people don't think there's nothing wrong with you, and so they just judge you by their standards, so... Yeah. There's not much you can do, all you can say is just Google it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess, Jack, you probably have a similar situation that, like, I guess at the Paralympics it's quite rife. And I imagine there probably is a bit of, like, behind-the-scenes talk of why are they in this category. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. classification Thank is God there a... is, because that just sounds like you just made it up. <laughs> so yeah. No, classification is definitely a dubious point of it within Paralympic sports because you've got such a varied disabilities that scale in the whole of Paralympics. You could have someone who's, who's got, like, a hidden disability. You could have someone who's quite visual, like, quite... Quite disabled. <laughs> What's so like, so, but there's quite a big classification. Do you say there's like ten different classifications? Yeah, so it's different from the different sport. Yeah, so Tilden has got eleven classes. So we've got like uh, class one to five is wheelchairs. Right. So class one will be your tetraplegics who strap the baton to the hand, have got no core movement. Class five is me who's got full core, full trunk, just can't walk. Class six is like the most disabled standing players. So they'll play with like crutches. With, with there's a guy that plays with a bat in his mouth. Uh, people like that. Class ten is like people missing a few fingers or or a muscle. So. Right. Yeah, it's quite a varied scale. And class eleven is for learning disabilities as well. Is it is it like boxing where people like try and like cut oh, weight hundred percent and yeah. like get themselves into a different 100%. category? Genuinely. Oh yeah, there's loads of people that like try and fake disabilities or there, there was a story, I don't know how true it is, but around the Beijing Paralympics there was a guy that was a quite a good able body tilt tennis player. 
and the government chopped his hand off so he could play the Paralympics. <laughs> but then they found out and he couldn't play anyway, so he just had no hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I got a podcast, so... Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, questioning my level never really happened to me, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think if it did, I'd take it as a compliment, because it means it's thought I was a better actor than that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, Aaron, I guess you probably get it maybe more than most, because, like, you obviously... You do use a chair, but you do also like yeah. yeah. So you do correct. both, which is fraud. they're the ones that people Absolute I think question fraud. the most. Yeah, that happens quite a bit. So the the big thing is that when I stand up out of a wheelchair, people just think I've faked the whole thing um, <laughs> to the extent that like uh, I I sometimes have fallen over just to prove them the point uh, that I do need it. <laughs> um, but also I also have it the other way around. And sometimes I'll be doing a gig and I'll be on my feet and I'll mention being in my wheelchair and people are like, hang on, what? What? Why does he need a wheelchair? He's he's walking. He doesn't yeah, he doesn't yeah. need that. So they think I've stolen a wheelchair. <laughs> um, the thing that I was I was uh, gonna say, I've completely forgotten. So, Sorry, um, I've just got a text, yeah. Aaron. That guy wants his wheelchair back. So. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Anything for a little bit of money on a yeah. Saturday. Yeah. 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 On a side note, I got my wheelchair stolen once. Interesting. In the, in the, yeah. There's a, yeah. a guy middling in one of those. No, it was in the Paralympics in Rio. Got my chair stolen by a Nigerian bloke. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was my tennis chair. I was about to go out half an hour before my first match. I lost my tennis wheelchair and I was panicking. Went onto the bus on the way back to the village and there was a Nigerian bloke just sat in my wheelchair. And he was like, just chilling. He just sat there in the block. He wasn't even disabled. He just yeah. picked it up. Just, just took it. it away. And he said, no, this is my wheelchair. So it's got my name on the back. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, so like, just like stood it, up. Like in your swimming shorts. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Check the label. <laughs> I think you'll find me one stitch me name in it, mate. I remembered what I'm going to say, if that, okay. if that helps. Um, so there's a point in my stand-up where I have a joke about being able to walk, and uh, I've realised recently that because I've been standing up more often that I'm wobbling a lot less, and that joke doesn't work, now that I can stand up still right. and people forget that I'm disabled. So now when I'm on stage and I'm doing that joke, I have to ham up my own disability <laughs> to the stage where I was five years ago in order for that one joke to work. I guess you're, you can't really be involved in this, Jack, but I don't know sure. if, uh, how does everyone feel about, you know, when like the Paralympics does come round and then you get looked at by other people and go, why aren't you doing that? Yeah, like, been, there, like, how often do you get that? Because I get that quite a lot, and it's like, why can't you do that? And it's like, it's cost literally like last night, I had a tablespoon and Nutella for my tea. <laughs> well, people are like, um, well, Jack Hunter was on TV yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, I watched the pantomime at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, uh, it's weird because uh, there's no classification for neurodiversities in Olympics, so right. there isn't a dyspractic Olympics. But it's harder to organise, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's video games, that's probably quite close, isn't it? Yeah, so that's, that's, the, that's yeah. the weird We have COD. <laughs> <laughs> so the, we're in between, so we're neither here or there if you're a neurodiversity, so it's frustrating, but... Have you ever felt that, Lawrence, then, like a pressure? Because you see these people doing it, and then people, it's almost like, because they're achieving and you're not doing that to the same level, there's like a... An extra pressure on you. Yeah, I get it. I, I'll also be uh, I genuinely, uh, I think, unlike everyone else here, I just don't watch sport. 
And there was disabilities for me. There was no disabilities for either. Lawrence isn't impressed, Jack. Yeah, yeah that's right. Couldn't be asked. I didn't watch your documentary either. That's all. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I loved you in that play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe was great. Yeah. Right. I get people that expect me to engage in conversation about. Yeah. But it does make if you say to someone like you've been watching the Paralympics and you go. No. Like, <laughs> why are you horrible? It's like saying, do you like dogs? No, you monster. Particularly for me, because it's like you're not supporting your own people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like the Winter Paralympics, I'll, I'll admit that now. How come? Because I think the Paralympics is good because it's like about man's like triumph over like adversity. But it's hard to understand someone's adversity when they've, you know, spent their entire lifetime in a chalet. <laughs> <laughs> How much adversity have you had? I knew a guy who was a, a wheelchair skater, and uh, I, I was talking to him, and I was like, "How did you get into it?" And he went, "Well, I, I used to be able-bodied, and, and I was I'm really good at skiing. I really loved skiing. So when I became disabled, I thought." I'll give wheelchair skating a go. And I went, okay, how did you become disabled? He went, skiing. I went, what are you doing? He's like, well, yeah, what's the worst cover? You could die, is the next stage of that. He just wasn't a good skier, so he became disabled. He just needed to sit down. To be fair, I heard the Chinese government pushed him. So let's say in another hypothetical situation, someone asks if your disability has a cure. Has anyone ever had that before? I have, which is weird, because you literally cannot grow back limbs. I once but got, um, someone said to me at a train station, there's a group of people, uh, religious people, they said, can we pray for you to become better? And I said, yeah, yeah absolutely. Didn't realise they meant then, so I sat in the middle of a circle. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat in the middle of a circle whilst they all held my shoulder, said a prayer, mm. but my train's coming as well, so I was like, I need, I need to go. <laughs> and they're yeah. all just like praying. And it looked at me as if I was going to start walking. They would do a very... I mean, yeah, but still, so pretty, I cool, can, pretty cool I, to meet Glenn Hoddle. I can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can top that story because I had a very similar thing happen in a, in a, in a train station yeah. as well. Uh, a guy claimed that he could heal me because he was Jesus, and then I let him heal me, and then I stood up and I walked out of my world. So as getting towards the end of the show, I'm going to reveal a fact about one of our panel and basically ask everyone who the fact relates to. I'm willing to take wild accusations because I like it and it gets a bit more aggressive. So, which member of our panel got in trouble at work for falling asleep on the job and during the resulting disciplinary meeting fell asleep again? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it's Jack. I've never had a proper job, Lee. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah. He was the one person I went, he ain't got a job, mate. No, that's why... <laughs> that's why knocking he... balls about all the no, time. No, it's not because he's a Paralympian, it's because he's from Liverpool. Yeah, that's why he's never had a job. <laughs> no, he's playing second Brilliant. place. Brilliant, China and Liverpool gone. <laughs> two big markets. <laughs> I mean, is it you, Peter? It's not me, no, but my I, I, have fall, I have fallen asleep on Don. Yeah, yeah, my I'm money's on Don, Don, because I know that he has quite a... Checkered history with jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Brackets general. Yeah. I also think with Don, I don't think he would be that bothered if he was having a disciplinary. Like, yeah. I remember once I got disciplinary and I almost had a panic attack. Um, to be fair, the reason why I was having a disciplinary disciplinary as I told my boss he had a shit haircut. Um, but to be fair, he did have a shit haircut. So, um, yeah, my money's on Don. Yeah, it's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's two... Two times you've fallen asleep. 
Take us through both, I guess. It's been more than two times. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meetings are really boring. And <laughs> so, yeah, and then I had a disciplinary, and that was worse. <laughs> and I, I just, uh, I was about at that time, I got uh, diagnosed with ADHD, so I just played that card, and luckily I managed to get out of it. So. You could have played narcolepsy rather than ADHD. Would have yeah, been a yeah, hell of a yeah, lot easier to fall asleep to. That's good, I'm going to use that next time. <laughs> so, yeah. But in the first one... That is a meeting of assume a lot of people. So like you don't really pay attention. I get that you might fall asleep. In the disciplinary, it's literally like you and two other people in a room. But it was like, how have you fallen asleep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, but they're looking at you constantly. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like you can look yeah. around and go, oh, I'll get my head down for yeah. a bit the, the, the meeting is about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are always interested in that. Yeah. It's like this is a bit drab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not falling asleep here. <laughs> yeah. Nice, I, I, nice I, I, support I, I, for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I could have fallen asleep anywhere. So. <laughs> okay, so uh, another hypothetical. Which member of our panel trained as a professional wrestler? Uh, no, no offense, that's got to be Jack. That's what I think as well, Jack. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at everyone else's physiques. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of twice the size of any of us. That's the food. I feel like that comment will be really disappointing for people who then Google you and go, what are they on? How small were they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they Google all of us and they're like, these, aren't, these guys aren't small, they're just really far away. <laughs> no, we're that small. Are you going to take that, Jack? Is that? Uh, yes, it is me. I wow. did train as a professional wrestler for a year. It was part of my mental breakdown phase 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Give it light, mate. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so, so what, <laughs> around the Paralympics 2016, uh, after I become a Paralympian, I really liked professional wrestling. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to train as a professional wrestler. So I went to my local wrestling school, uh, trained, managed to suplex people, smack people. Wrestling rings are dead hard as well. I thought it was foam. It's not as wood. So you right. just whack your back and everything. But then my table tennis coaches didn't like the fact that I was potentially going to get injured three times a week. So it didn't yeah. really go down that well. But I did, <laughs> I did do it for a year, yeah. But bizarre. I know quite a few wheelchair users that trained as professional wrestlers. Uh, I don't quite get it. I, I, I don't get why that would be like a logical career move. Well, you save money because you bring your own chair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that yeah, really exactly. helps. Yeah. 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 We can't have tables as in the chairs matches, just tables and ladders. There's no <laughs> 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 Did you, Were you any good at it? Uh, no, terrible. Because yeah. <laughs> once I was knocked out of the chair, I was just useless. <laughs> so I just had one move. Yeah. So I, I did a bit. I did a little bit of training. Never did a match, and then that was the end of that one. Moved on to something else. They should have had like different classification categories, like the Paralympics. You're disabled versus disabled wrestling. Yeah. Because either that's going to be terrible, or we're going to all be millionaires. Yeah. Um, well, so no you get an audience for that. Oh. To be honest. Yeah. No, yeah. it'd just be a chase for. Who can get behind you in the world? Who can get in the rim in the in the ring first? <laughs> um, which member of our panel has had sex in his disabled toilet? Someone who's thought it through. Which one of us haven't? Rumi. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That, we've essentially put this together so we can all go because we're all absolute players. Yeah. I'm gonna go Lawrence. Lawrence. Uh, uh, thank you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you after. <laughs> Isn't that how you make your wife? <laughs> no, I once caught a couple 
having sex in the, in the disabled toilet. I thought I recognised you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, puppy gas girl. And, and rather than be ashamed or they just shouted abuse at me and then locked the door. <laughs> like you were in the wrong? Yeah, yeah like I was in the wrong. <laughs> I, I, I've had that happen to me where I've caught people having sex in the toilet and then I, and like you look at it and then you just weirdly go, oh, I'm terribly sorry, and you close the door yeah. and you walk away and then two seconds later you go, no, hang on, this isn't me. Yeah. This isn't me. I've I'm got not to the reason. right place. They've got to the wrong place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no it's not Not me, Lawrence. Actually. Okay. I think you've... Basically pulled yourself out of this don by yeah, yeah, by yeah. accusing Lawrence very early. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I've had a wank in the toilet, but <laughs> I, I think great. <laughs> was it the disabled toilet? Or? Yes, it was. <laughs> was it uh, here? I think it's Aaron. Yes, it was. Who <laughs> I think it's Aaron. Yeah, I'm going Aaron as well. But he did have Marvel posters, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, to be fair, that's that's why. Yeah, 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 do it in the bedroom. Yeah. Like, can we go to? I'd rather do it in a toilet than see Infinity Stones coming at me. About <laughs> Professor X. <laughs> Aaron, can you stop that playing your favourite school because uh, of the circumcision? Playing your um, sex playlist, just doing na 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 na. Chariot of Fire. Yeah. Yes, I did have sex in a disabled toilet. So it was with a different girlfriend, uh, not the the Marvel one. Anyway. Um, I've had two, I know. The DC down. one. Um, yeah, she's, she's a bit fan of the DC. Um, she was a bit darker. Exactly. <laughs> Not successful. So. Um, we went to, a, I, I probably can't tell, say the name of the restaurant, but it was a Portuguese chicken restaurant. And um, it, it, was, it was Nando's. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah, we, we snuck into the disabled toilet and... Um, it's not my favourite thing I've ever done. Uh, I think it could be quite awkward to explain to your partner that you're not having the most fun. Uh, I didn't really know what to say. One stage, I thought about pulling on that red cord. Um, <laughs> didn't. Had you already eaten? Uh, yes. That's the worst food for it. Yeah, as well. yeah it, was it was. Oh, did you wash your hands? Yes. Harry, <laughs> Harry, and penises do not. So you go back here, get in there. Go, oh, I'm really yeah. horny. Wash your hands off. Yeah. Like, you, did you, you have wash them before? Both, <laughs> right? So after we finished, I, I got dressed. I washed my hands and I opened up the door and there is this sweet old lady with a Zimmer frame. And I didn't know what to say or what to do. I was paralysed by fear and cerebral palsy. But my girlfriend saved the situation by running up to me and then patting me on the head. Nice. And nice. saying, well done for washing your hands without me even having to ask. Right? <laughs> and then we went out. And as we went past this sweet old lady, she turned to my girlfriend and went, oh, sweetheart, come here, come here, come here. He's, he's a good lad, isn't he? He's a good boy. <laughs> I could never get my husband to wash his hands after sex. And, uh, <laughs> so the old lady knew. Um, it's lucky we didn't put on that red cord because she would have come and joined us. Um, and she's in the audience today. Yeah. <laughs> There's an audience has anyone of else three had, the, had the old disabled toilet sex? Anyone? Jack, you look, you look um, sheepish, as I'll describe you. This, but do you want a mental breakdown face? <laughs> you can't just go, whenever I did something really stupid, I was having a breakdown. You go wrestling right, the alone, yeah. yeah, I was just training wrestling with my female partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might have frequented a few disabled toilets in my younger days. Yeah. 
I, I like going to the disabled toilet and people going, <laughs> What's the shack? But like, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. But like, because I shouldn't really use it, but no, everyone's a coward, so they never call me out. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, sound, why not? He's one of them. I watched a bloke go into a disabled toilet once and waited outside because I needed the toilet, and he walked back out with a limp. So he was just, <laughs> <laughs> he was just pouring it on. <laughs> and I was going, mate, I seen you walk in, he was just limping away. And I was like, you're not deaf, you've got a limp. I don't, I don't, I don't really see the appeal of having a sex in the toilet. No. Full stop. Anyway. No, it's one of those things that, like, when you're younger, you go, oh, that's really sexy, and actually it's not. Do you know what's really good? Beds. Yeah. Mm. The mint. Yeah. Like, you yeah. just lie down. Not yeah. memory foam. Too, too, too softening. No. Oh, so mate. You can't get enough purchase. Uh, my memory, I proper sink into my memory foam. That's what I'm trying side. to say. You don't get enough purchase. Oh, mate, it's really, like, missionary <laughs> for me is really difficult oh, to keep yeah. balance <laughs> on the memory foam, <laughs> genuinely. Memory foam missionary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like a shit indie band. <laughs> <laughs> the latest indie band, Memory Foam Missionary. <laughs> okay, that's it. Thank you for joining us for What's Wrong With You with me, Pete Selwood, Don Biswas, Lawrence Clark, Aaron Simmons, and Jack Hunter Spidey. What's Wrong With You is produced by Kurt Brooks, and our executive producers are Ashley Byrne and Adam Rushton. It was a Made in Manchester production funded by the Audio Content Fund. Yeah.